make it Don't make the rest, you won't make it I don't need a care Where this won't be Boom shakalaka, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters around the world. It is your boy, Chris Shul, the chocolate Nubian soul brother from Ghana, West Africa. I drop the wisdomatic truth bombs. I tell it like it is. I wax metaphysical, lyrical. I talk about science, technology, environmentalism, <laughs> everything that's going on in the world within the interwebs, in the crypto sphere, and on this metaverse, this universe, this, uh, this world full of many different realities. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure for me to introduce to you my friend, Ryan Carter. I've been speaking to this brother for a few years. This is the first time we've done a podcast. This is pretty much the first time we've, uh, we've done a webcam session. We've actually had a virtual meet. I mean, we, we, we did that like a few minutes ago, Didn't had a few technical issues, but this is literally the first time we are speaking face-to-face. -face. Ryan Carter, how are you doing? Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, you want to tell me what you're about and we can take it from there. Yeah, man. Um, I'm known as Ryan. I was born in England. I'm 22. Uh, for, a main, for a main living, I'm doing an electrician job, but got a lot of side hobbies. I'm also a boxer and I'm into photography. And yeah, as you said before, I'm into a lot of conscious stuff. That is, that's a bit of a like more of an interesting but something I take more seriously now in life like but especially since lockdown I would say absolutely I feel well, like yeah, man. the lockdowns were the uh the genesis for a lot of conscious people people questioning everything that's going on in the world in terms of well governmentalism in terms of what's really pulling the strings behind reality and yeah just in terms of getting people to think a lot more about what they're being spoon-fed by the media. Uh, in any event, let me just uh, do a quick plug here. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you want to uh, check out more of my stuff, you guys know where to find me. I am on all social medias. I'm on the TikTok. I'm on the Instagram. Uh, you can support me on Patreon. Uh, you can... Uh, you, you know what it is. But without further ado, let's get this show on the road. So, Ryan Carter, you are... You are... A photographer. I know you've been getting into a lot of infrared photography, which caught my eye recently. I don't know what that is, but it looks freaking amazing. Um, yeah, perhaps we can start off with that, man. Like, what, what, what is this infrared photography that you've recently gone into? Well, sure, man. Well, I've actually been into it for like ten years, but I've only in the last couple of years that's when I properly started like doing it. You know, like taking a lot of photos. But I've been looking into it for quite a while. But essentially, what it is is. It's, it uses like light outside the visible spectrum to what the humans can see, which is known as infrared light. And when you take pictures of things like leaves and anything with nature, there's all sorts of effects. And the way like visible light mixes with this infrared light, there's all sorts of weird, like, I don't know what the word is, maybe not illusions, but like, yeah. Full spectrum of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because you... Sorry, go on. Yeah. That's basically it, like... Yeah, it's, it's really interesting yeah. when you think about photography because you look at photography, what is it, like 100 years ago, and it was black and white. Things were of very poor quality. And granted, we've been 
getting higher quality. Obviously, we had color in the maybe 60s or something like that. And then you're getting higher resolution. We're now reaching a point where rather than just increasing the resolution in terms of what we can see within our five sense reality, there are a lot of things yeah. that are not detected within, well, at least within our visual spectrum that can be detected within these, uh, these new forms of photography, right? And mm. it, just, it just got me thinking, man. I wonder what photography is going to be like I mean, if we're doing infrared now, like things that we typically wouldn't see within our own eyes, wouldn't come up within our own field. Yeah. Strangely enough, you can pick up on uh, cameras and you can see in photos and whatnot. Yeah. Wonder what the next realm is going to be. Is there going to be some kind of technology that's going to be able to tap into things outside of the, the, the five senses? Because if you heard of Curlian photography, that's a kind of photography. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, like there yeah, are all yeah, these forms of photography now or ways yeah. of observing reality that are going to take things to another level and perhaps we can start seeing reality for what it really is or at least improving our our field of vision because um whereas i'm not too familiar with infrared photography obviously this thing is picking up a lot of stuff that we don't typically see yeah there's there's obviously other forms of photography that even go further have you experimented with curling photography or any other kinds of photography perhaps that are even more in depth than the, the typical photography we have? Any I actually infrared? haven't. I, okay. I've actually only stuck with infrared. That is, yeah, okay. yeah, now, unusually. But that is something I do want to try out because like, I've looked at that, that Colian photography. Like, it does look very interesting, being able to see the auras and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about infrared, but as, it, as the phrase implies, you're obviously able – it's picking up things that – you typically wouldn't see within our, our field of vision. And uh, what are some of the things that have come up with infrared that have really kind of made you, made you go, wow, looked at reality in a different light? I'd say if you get like a, a view of like a field, so what mm. happens is all the leaves, they appear white instead of green. It doesn't matter what color they actually are in real life. So you could be like a red rose or just ordinary green grass, they all appear white on the infrared camera. On a particular setting, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, literally everything will just be white because it's essentially all the infrared light being reflected off the grass, which is a natural defense mechanism against heat. Because that's what infrared, there's a whole spectrum of infrared, but if you go even further away from light, Mm. it becomes into actual heat like the heat we feel when you're standing next to a fire so that that's like a that's the reason why but so essentially everything is just white at least everything natural like even the cotton on some clothes black clothes especially yeah yeah just what, what about black black people do they, do they come out white or a different complexion or something like that or we just come out the same color under infrared yeah. I have done a couple of photos, actually. It does make your skin very lighter on a couple of black people. I have. It, so it looks a bit like, but essentially, it, essentially, it's wider. You get different shades with different people. That are, yeah. I think with infrared light, with yeah. people, it pierces your skin further. Mm. So I've done it like, for instance, you can see your veins like where you couldn't normally if you were using an infrared camera. Like you can see further into your skin. It's very unusual. 
Yeah, that's that's really powerful because when you were telling me that essentially with all the leaves, you don't see color, they just come out light. It got me thinking, imagine if everyone looked at the world through infrared cameras. I mean, obviously the whole concept of racism would be out the window. We're, we're just seeing each other for <laughs> metaphorically what we are, these light beings, right? Because everyone is coming out, you know, white light. And it really changes our perspective because I think so much of what we see is obfuscated uh, mm, by yeah, our, yeah. Our, like, our visual senses in our minds seem to be the most uh, effective way of seeing the world. But in reality, they often obfuscate things. They often don't allow us to see the real heart of what is going on. Like you have a look at, I mean, right now when we're, when we're looking at the world, I mean, there's obviously, a, I believe anyway, in fact, I've, I've come to know uh, that there are many different levels of reality within outside of this physical space, you know, and we just focus on one layer of the physical reality. When I, there's an etheric, this is supposed to be invisible physical matter. If you yeah. go into the world of theosophy and then there are subtle planes like the, the, the ancient, um, the, the Buddhists actually, but they speak about um, all these different planes. Like there's the level of the, the monad, there's the etheric. And this is something that's found within the Indian Vedic scripture as well. They break it down into all these different levels. And it just so happens that the one that we focus on is this uh, physical Euclidean meat space, as I call it. But oh, that's uh, totally true. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. in agreement with you there. No. Yeah. But, you know, I wanted to touch on Curlian photography because you said you didn't know what that is. And like, do you know much about the history of that or like what it's been used for? All I know is that, well, from what I've heard, from what I've heard, I thought it was to capture the auras of natural things. Well, yeah, it's been used to do that. Uh, Essentially, um, Curlian photography, I mean, typically when you take a photo, as we explained, you're only able to see a, a small fra- fraction of the, uh, the the light spectrum. Curlian photography has, from what I understand, like a, a, a stronger voltage and is able to capture things beyond the visual light spectrum that we typically see with our eyes. Apologize if I'm stuffing up the uh, explanation a little there, but essentially it's capturing frequencies outside of what a camera does. And it's able to pick up as a consequence of this, the auric field and a whole bunch of other things. And the crazy thing is, granted you have uh, Curlian photography, right? And they've actually done tests where they've shown, like I watched a documentary where they showed what happens when you take, let's say uh, an organic uh, fruit versus something that's not organic or something that's been cooked, like a carrot versus something that, uh, ha- that hasn't been cooked. And it's yeah. amazing because you see all these charges emanating from this thing, like they have their own or, and you can see the distinction between something that is cooked, highly processed. It looks kind of dead in comparison to something that is organic, has not been cooked, and it has all, all these beams charging out of it. And that's very consistent with what you hear within the, the Eastern schools that essentially all food, like you want to be eating food because it's a source of prana, like it has an, an energetic energy that is coming from it that you're also taking in. It's not just biological food, you know, uh, calories and nutrients and all that kind of stuff. It's basically healing your physical body, but there is an etheric component to it. And essentially when you're eating foods that are, uh, that are closer to death or have been processed, you know, through heating or whatever it might be, you're losing a lot of that pranic energy. And then you, and then there's another level called GDV photography, which is supposed to be an, an expansion from curly and where things get even more intense. This works on the quantum level, right? So this is where they're at now. It's a more recent invention. So we're realizing that, yeah, there are all these different realms of, of reality 
that we're getting closer to capturing. Because it's always been the case that, oh, we can see people at that current time think that this is what reality is. But as we expand in consciousness, we realize there's more to the world that meets the eye, right? And yeah. But anyway, sorry to go on this rant, but this is an interesting realm because I feel like this ties into a lot of what we talk about because you're obviously into the infrared with your photography. But in terms of your perspective on life, you're kind of going infrared there as well. You try to look at things and, you know, cut me off as soon as you want to uh, rant here. But in terms of how you see the world, how does that become infrared? Like, what do you see outside of the mainstream narrative? I um, about reality, because you, I know you're someone that is very interested in a lot of, um, I guess, unconventional um, views on the world. You mentioned your, your interest in Buddhism. What's, what's been your perspective of the world, perhaps in recent times, that's changed from the way that you used to see it? Well, to put it simply, like, I would say there's a lot of people, well, obviously you got the whole thing, like, it's well known. There's a lot of people who just follow like a lot of followers in life. But I feel like that happens for a reason. Because there's certain people who are trying to do that, I would say. But I that's like the forefront of it. Like it all stems, I say like that's the that's like the reasoning, like the, the most deepest reason for why I'd say all the suffering is happening in the world. You feel like that, like. People I do feel like this. There's certain people who are actually making this happen rather than it just being some accident or, do you know what I mean? Sure. I do feel like so in terms of, uh, of people following and not questioning for themselves, I, I presume you're making reference to everything that we've been told, um, I guess, in recent times in regards to what's really going on in the world. Obviously, there's certain things we can't speak about, but you, you feel as if people just blindly follow what they're told as opposed to questioning things but in terms of the 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 questions that you've formed right and the answers that you've that you've surmounted what what's your view in regards to what's going on that kind of moves away from what most people are are thinking in regards to well health reality um politics perhaps you want to speak on if i was to get you to to kind of break down your worldview, how would you look at the world and how would you express that? I would say, like, there's definitely something going on that's forcing the world to either realise what's happened and improve their lives or keep, you know, keep making the same mistakes, falling for the same old tricks, you know, politics. That's what some people call it. Absolutely. I would definitely say that's going on, like, the situation is getting to a point where, you know, people have, you can't ignore it anymore. That's what I would say. To put it most simply, it can't really be ignored. Like, because there's so many people who rely upon it, do you know what I mean? For their lives. Like, sure. The way that system has been built. But Mm. I, I would definitely say, like, we're at a point now where it's right in our faces. No, I hear you. I hear you, brother, because I feel like you're speaking about the mechanisms that are used to control us, right? That essentially we're made to repeat the same mistakes that we're making. History is prologue. 
you know, we, we follow these, uh, these politicians, these rulers, and we end up believing in fake narratives and so forth. But if I was to get you to pinpoint what those fake assertions on reality are, the, like get to the heart, like the atom seed of the, the disinformation, what are the problems that we are seeing in the world, Ryan Carter? If you were to break it down, I know I asked the tough questions, but this is what I try to do on the crucial journey. Like, rather than speaking about the mechanisms, what is going on? In the, I mean, obviously, there's certain things you can't say, but what do you think? What do you think are some of the biggest mistruths in regards to how people see the world, in maybe in the realms of health or politics or whatever you want to do? Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> it's kind of caught you off guard there, because I know, yeah, for yeah. instance, you're you're. Uh, you're you're a vegan. Yes. Obviously, you have a different attitude when it comes to what you put into your body, my brother, in order to sustain yourself. But I also know that you are you're someone that's a Buddhist, and I, I guess I'm just getting you to characterize your philosophy on the world, you know, just so you can, so we so the audience can get a better idea as to how you see things. Yeah, I mean, I'll start off with that first point you said about me being vegan. So, like, I've been doing that for a few years, about three years this will be three years this october but for me personally i wouldn't that's just something i've come to find that works for me like obviously i do generally believe there's benefits to not eating meat yeah but i do also believe like, so can i can i just stop you there just for the last few minutes like that your the voice has kind of been going in, like in a bit, bit of like a distorted way like are you using a different setting on your microphone by any chance because it was really clear before and now yeah. it's kind of yeah yeah. No, no, just using the same mic. Oh, okay, oh. It, it's, there's a lot of echo. That's what it is. Um, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure if it's because you have the sound perhaps coming out of your microphone. You're not using a headset or something. But if it, it was, yeah. if it was possible, I was hoping we could maybe fix that. So, because it was actually, yeah. all right. Just, let's just try try saying something again. Okay. Yeah. Is it better now? Um, there's still a lot of like echo. Is it possible you wouldn't have a headset by any chance, would you? No, I do. I'll go grab one. Yeah, that would be great because it's getting—it's actually a little distorted. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's try it now. Yeah, is that any better? That is so much better, bro. So much better. Oh, awesome. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, because it kind of started off okay. And like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler for having good audio, but um, oh, yeah, good. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. So uh, we were breaking down, you know, your worldview when it comes to, uh, I guess, what you eat, your attitude when it comes to, I mean, you mentioned it's something that's worked for you, having a plant-based diet. Um, yeah. What, what, what's worked for you in regards to that? Like, were you having any health problems before? Like, what were your motivations before perhaps going vegan? Uh, the main motivation at the time, I just watched a documentary. It was just a documentary on Netflix. I think, what was it? It was the Game Changers. That was it. It was the Game Changers. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's, pretty yeah. that's pretty recent then. So you, you've been rocking the, the, the V plates for uh, maybe two, three years. What, what, what's that? Yeah. Um, like, it was in August 2019, so about just under three years now. Cool, man. So it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it primarily the the health benefits? Or like, what what was that the motivation? Like, you you wanted to try something different to see if you can prove your your boxing your your health. What was that about? 
I mean, it was literally just, I want to just say at the time, like back then when I first started, it was just health benefits, really. There wasn't like a specific reason. It was just, just tried it. Okay. Just tried it and it just continued. And it, it was easy, to be honest. Like it wasn't too hard. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But there, for, for just being vegan, there wasn't like a specific reason. But I would say later on, as I started to learn more, like mm. I definitely became more plant-based than vegan because as I started to learn, like the, see, there's a lot of processed vegan foods mm-hmm. that, you know, it's known about, but it's not as known about like, because when you hear everyone goes vegan, like there's a lot of benefits, but not as many people, I would say, just in my opinion, talk about how, a lot of these vegan foods nowadays, like within the last five years, yeah, or more, if you'd like, are actually like a lot more destructive. In... Sure, I mean, there's vegan but, junk food. People don't realize yeah, it yeah, just because yeah. something says is vegan as a no no animal foods doesn't mean that it's healthy per se. And granted, yeah. you know, things that come from the earth, typically speaking, they're obviously a, a lot healthier. But when you add all of these weird ingredients that you can't even pronounce probably um <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah that shit ne- ain't necessarily going well with your body so oh, of course it's interesting because you mentioned like um like you tried it after watching the game changers because you were I, I presume you were trying to optimize your health were you having any health issues before you tried it or you're just trying to optimize you like you were looking to be healthier and feel better and you saw the documentary like why not if i can give my edge give myself an edge oh, why not to be honest like before I was vegan, I was pretty fit and I continued to be quite fit. Mm. I, I would say I had more internal health issues like, well, that, that continued on to being vegan. But one thing I had, I had a lot of swelling on my fingers, especially my knuckles. Like I used to get a lot of inflammation and like dry skin. Okay. But I got rid of that only since I went plant-based. That continued for about a year going vegan, I would definitely say. But like as soon as I like just completely limited just about 80% plant base, just completely went. Yeah, well, I never had be... it since. I never had it since. You know what I mean? And my skin has cleared up just generally all around, like never get spots on my face, very rarely. Not like compared, you can clearly see a difference. Like if you were to look at before and after photos, I would definitely say that. Yeah, sure. That's that's something I commonly hear with people that adopt a plant-based diet in terms of the effect it has on their skin and yeah. in a sense with the inflammation. Like I think having more alkaline-based foods, cutting a lot of mm. those processed foods. Um, I mean, you can still obviously fuck up your skin and your health with uh with processed yeah. vegan foods. But that's something I want to talk uh, about. Sure. You just mentioned alkaline foods because okay, there was something I just realized recently. Like someone said it so well. I was at a market like recently. And we was talking about alkaline foods, you know, this whole, there's this, because I feel like there's a lot of, like, fake health trends that go on within the vegan community. Mm-hmm. But one of them we was talking about was the whole alkaline vegan diet. I mean, I would definitely say that's true. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way this guy, what he said is that, I, I don't know if you agree, but when you cook foods, essentially, it's no longer alkaline. What I just that just came to my mind when you said that. Sorry to disrupt, but what what were your thoughts on that? Like, okay, well, we know as a matter of fact that there are certain foods that um are are 
are not known as um, alkaline foods, right? Like you can actually measure this, like there's something called a pH level. And the yeah. whole idea is that when your pH level is in the right level, I think, I can't remember what it, it is, maybe a seven or something like that. Could be mistaken yeah. as to the actual number, but essentially this is, is where, yeah, this is where you don't have uh, cancer forming, like alcohol, sorry, cancer doesn't form within, within an alkaline environment. However, it does form when you're, when your body, you know, meets this level where it becomes very toxic, right? So the yeah. more foods, yeah, there yeah, are certain yeah. foods like, uh, you know, Coca-Cola, uh, soft drinks, um, a lot of sugary foods, that kind of stuff that are considered non-alkaline, like based off of the pH level. And then certain foods, like obviously water, celery, plant-based foods, organic foods. In terms of what happens to food when you cook it, you know what? I haven't actually, I haven't actually looked into that, but I would imagine, you know what? I probably shouldn't speculate, but I know in terms of what it does on the, we were speaking about infrared photography, curling photography, that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. It does yeah. affect the, the makeup of, um, of food when you cook it in terms of what it does to, I would say the, uh, the energetic fields when you look at this stuff with Carlian photography. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it also translates to uh, having perhaps a, a less alkaline level when you cook the food. But fundamentally mm -hmm. as a matter of basis, yeah, the more organic foods, plant-based foods and so forth, they're always alkaline. And then when you move it and yeah, food, meat, no. So the uh, meat is in the category of not alkaline um, processed foods. So Coca-Cola, um, candy, you know, French fries, that kind of stuff. The more processed it is, you can actually measure this. It becomes um, a, a more acidic. So yeah. there's a whole classification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas there's a lot of stuff we speak about that is kind of um, up to up for debate when it comes to alkaline versus acidic foods. These are things that we can use the current science to actually measure. And yeah, plant-based foods are typically more alkaline. Um, as for food, cooked foods, I couldn't tell you. But, you know, it's something that people could probably find out just by looking on Google. Yeah, yeah. No, literally. That was it. It's, it's the whole thing of, like, raw vegans versus, I mean, like, just, yeah. just ordinary vegans. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing. Issue. Yeah, because, you know, this has been a debate within the vegan community as to whether you should be raw. And there are certain, from what I understand, there are certain benefits to having your, cook, your foods cooked. Um, I don't want to get into yeah. the, uh, the details when it comes to this, but... Um, like with most things, there are, there are pros and cons. When it comes to health, it's such a wide issue that for someone, because here's the thing, there are certain things that you can eat that are going to um, improve, for instance, your endurance, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it may, my, what is this? Your meeting will end in oh. 10 minutes? No way. Oh. No way. I think they've done some new feature on Zoom where they try to, oh, no way. Zoom has gone corporate. I think Zoom oh, has done this wow. thing where they, oh, those mofos. That is all right. So this is this is the first time I've done a Zoom in a, in like a month or something. I think they just updated the software where if you're only if you're if you're not an actual member, they will cut you off. So um, oh, yeah. I, I, that might be my fault. No, no, no. That's that's my fault. I I, I should I I should have uh, I mean they should have probably told me beforehand. I used to have the yeah. paid edition, but um, look, we'll we'll keep this kicking. I mean, even if we do like a short podcast, I think it'll be fun nonetheless. But um. Yeah, yeah look, back, back to the point there. What we were talking about, talking about processed foods, and then I got caught up in the uh, corporate world of Zoom. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, obviously you, you've, seen a, you've seen a benefit in your health, and uh, you know, that's great. And you, you're obviously someone that's very athletic. You mentioned you've been doing boxing for the last while. How did that come about? Yeah, and no, I'll just, 
like the initial reason I got into it was just like just to just to keep fit really. But then after about a year or so, like I just started sparring and then I had a couple of fights. But yeah, yeah, it's just just got into it really. You know, I met some good people on the way, some good friends, I would say. But yeah, it's just it's a good way to keep fit. Like that's the overall absolute basis. Basis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you done any contact sports before? Was this your first? How are you this finding the first. challenge? Yeah. No, no, this is my first. This is my first. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there injuries involved in this kind of stuff? Like how how has it been in terms of um, injuries? Because I know, well, I, I for one, like I love any kind of, you know, martial art. My, my only apprehension though is like I, any, you know, as you get older, you start thinking, man, like injuries. When I was a kid, I used to just throw, leap into like, any kind of um, situation, you know, not worry about it. But then over the last few years, I've been having these injuries that take ages to recover. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to jump in and do something like that. What has it been on the injury front? Like, have, have you, are you, do, you, do you train safe? Have you, have you had any kind of, um, you know, difficult injuries or anything like that? Oh, no. Literally, I've never had something too serious in boxing. Just the ordinary, like, you know, sometimes... I don't know. Sometimes you might punch at a funny angle, like sprain your wrist. That's something we always get. Like mm-hmm. it, it happens. Like that's just one thing, for instance. Yeah. And I've I've always a few times I've like overextended my elbow. You get like sometimes when you're punching, if you if you're always like jabbing, you overextend and you get like this pain, like swollen pain on the inside. Because, you know, jabbing. Yeah, yeah. I've overextended that a few times. It's pretty much it. Recovered. Never had an issue, to be honest, like recovering. It's all been good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, good, no, man. Nothing too serious, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, think... I guess that's because I'm still young. Like, you know, it comes to the territory. Yeah, but it also comes down to eating healthy. You know, like there are there are yeah, some athletes. Yeah. Like I, I remember watching this athlete recently um, that ran, a, I think it was like 40 yards and something like 4.8 seconds. Supposed to be like a real impressive thing. This guy's like 48 years old and it's supposed to be like that's real right. impressive. Yeah, because people always have this mentality that, look, you and it's true to an extent, you know, like you obviously recover fast when you're young. You can get away with a lot of things. But a huge part yeah. of it is making sure that you maintain that you eat healthy because, you know, we, we look at age in terms of like a definitive you know when it's a spectrum idea there's some people that um chronologically they might be uh, much older but when it comes to genetically speaking because they've maintained themselves and they don't have these injuries that they formed right like they've created the right kind of stress you stress they haven't overdone themselves they end up like biologically being a lot younger even though they're much older and then they recover faster and uh, i just think it's something important to keep sight of like if you maintain yourself you can have health span which is much more important, like being healthy even in your later years and continue to recover faster, you know? Because, you That's know, so true. absolutely. Um, you know, like you're young, we're, we're young, but obviously as you get older and as you train, particularly in combat sports, if you don't do it right, you have a lot more injuries. That's why a lot of these athletes end up retiring sooner. However, there's some, um, like there's a mixed martial artist, I forget his name, is this, um, this black guy. I think he's, he's 40, I think he's like um, 46 or something like that. And- uh, okay. I forget his name. Oh, I hate it, but he is an absolute killer. Like he's super flexible. He's known. Help me out. People know I'm talking about. If they watch this in Folio C, but he's super oh, flexible. Like he does completely not, insane. Oh. And he, he's got like his uh, his highlight reel is incredible. Like he's this big buff physique, ridiculously big, strong looking black guy. And yeah. uh, 
Yeah, he's someone that was talking about recently in the video that he can do that. He believes he can do this for another five years if he wanted to. And he doesn't believe in retiring because he's always evolving, getting better. And a lot of it has a lot of it has to do with his mentality, what he's putting into himself. Like, you know, he's not he's not rocking the plant-based diet or anything, but he still takes really good care of himself um, when it comes to what he eats. And that's what mm. happens when you uh, and you look ends up looking like that because he maintains himself. No, that is so true. Like what you're saying, I definitely my most basic rule, like, if I'm being honest, I'm not too fussed about sticking to the plant-based diet. Obviously, I do for a lot. But the one thing for health for me is, like, my mindset, like, my mentality, like, the quality of life. Like, that is, the, uh, in my opinion, the biggest factor. Like, do you know what I mean? The mm -hmm. people you hang out with, is there a lot of love or hate? Yeah. Like, you know, that doesn't mean, like, to then hate people who are negative in your life. but that's more of a personal thing. Like, I've, I genuinely believe, like, that's the biggest factor. Like, that can age you quicker. 100%. Stress like, is is a real thing. That's you get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, there's many examples. Like, for instance, you get, you know, like, Tyson Fury. Yeah, Even man. when he's been out of shape, he's still a better boxer than all these heavyweights. Mm -hmm. Technically and mentally, he's so strong. And I feel like that's just an example. Like, yeah, yeah the, the, the mental game being superior, you know, because it all starts yeah, there. Like, fighters will, everything. fighters will tell you the mental game is like, you know, like 99% of it, you know, like if you are not right in your head, forget everything else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that could not be stressed enough, brother. Um, bro, one thing I wanted to bring up. So the queen recently, uh, Oh, know, passed yeah. it. Uh, how how do you and how does the UK feel about that? Because I know the UK is very patriotic when it comes to the Queen, right? What's been happening there? Because just a couple of days ago, at the age of ninety six, which is a, which is a long time for anyone to be alive, you know, she passed yeah. it. Now, King King uh, King Charles is a uh, Charles, yeah, yeah. Charles, is uh, a yeah. is the new ruler. So what's the situation there? Yeah, man, no, it's it's all over the news. It's everywhere. Like there's been, I think today. So I'm not even interested, but I know they were moving her. She was somewhere in Scotland. They, you know, like they cut off all the roads, you know, the usual, like police. You got 50 motorbikes and like 100 cars driving, Land Rovers, mm -hmm. the British. But yeah, they were like, they were moving her body today, but it's everyone's talking about it pretty much. Like it's, it's big stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all over the news. Like TV channels got interrupted, you know, this kind of thing. So do you feel heavy hearted? Like, do, are you someone that very much is caught up with what goes on with the Royals or that's like a, a, a non-issue? Uh, uh, it's a non-issue. Like, I don't, I definitely do not agree with them, but I don't hate them at the same time. But I'm aware, like, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you don't see, you, don't, you would not see on BBC News. That they've done but so i'm definitely not a royal family supporter but mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i just don't support them and that's it i don't have to hate them sure it's got nothing to do with hate i i guess yeah, I, yeah, me as no, you know someone that kind of looks on from the outside like just the whole idea of like having like an aristocratic group of people because i know there are all these codes that you're supposed to apply to uh the the royal family like for instance you're supposed to uh you know bow in front of them or Make sure yeah. you, you like you shake them with a glove, shake their hand with a glove, and all this kind of stuff, and they're addressed in this formal way. And it's like we're still living in this world where there's like one set of rules, one people, and we're still paying taxes to them. 
it just seems crazy, you know? Yeah, um, no, it's a bit funny. A bit yeah. Funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back now. Through the magic of editing, yeah. I'm going to uh, merge all this stuff together, but it seems Zoom wanted to yeah. cut us up at the... 20 minute mark they've added some new policy now where you can't do long stream conversations you know or maybe the powers to be just didn't want us having this conscious conversation brother about everything that's going on in the world you know <laughs> yeah, but let's yeah. um let's just pick up on a few things man because um one you told me during the start of the uh the podcast that well i i think i, I made the error of saying that you you're a buddhist or at least you you're, you're familiar with those teachings but um i i'm not sure if that's really the, the right characterization what is your outlook on on religion and the world and what 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 is your stance on on that kind of stuff uh I, i'm just kind of me personally i'm just kind of open like I, I just follow the truth i would say i'm not religious at all mm. not actually i don't define as like anything but you know you know there's times so all these religions do talk some truth and you know pick them out and that's all that matters to me at the most like in terms of like doing something a certain way but that's something else I also believe like I don't feel something has to happen this way like yeah, yeah as opposed to religion like but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so, more it's more just the truth for me I would say sure so you you take what works for you and you throw away what doesn't and uh it's all about finding what you resonate with as opposed to adopting one ideology and saying that this is the only way. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think, um, I think that's a common thing you find within, well, I guess people who call themselves spiritual, you know, cause there are all these terms we use, but ultimately we're all ser searching for the truth. That's why I always say that, you know, there is no religion higher than truth. And, uh, ultimately the highest form yeah. of religion to yeah. me is love. And, ultimate love realizes that we are ultimately connected within uh this universe and regardless of how we define it that yeah, is man. that is irrelevant so unconditional yeah, love absolutely absolutely so ryan uh before zoom decided to cut us off there we were kind of talking about just the the queen of england how essentially oh, yeah. you, know, you know you don't have any ill wishes towards her but uh, it's just not something you get caught up in and uh yeah, like I, I think you were talking about, oh, maybe I brought up just some of the things that are going on in the royal family in terms of uh, things that I guess a lot of us don't know, aren't aware of. I, um, I, whereas I'm not someone that has a great knowledge in regards to the history of England and whatnot, I just feel like the way that the system is created in, sen in the sense that people are still essentially paying money to the queen, like they're... From what I understand, um, it was only till recently where police officers didn't have to give up their, their first half hour of service towards the Queen. So essentially, they'd be working for the Queen, like the police in the UK. Um, wow. I think um, up till um, recently, that was a thing. And the fact that you guys, huh. last time I checked, you still pay a tax, like a poll or something like that. Oh, yeah. To the I Queen. Was about, I was going to mention that, the tax. Yeah, yeah that was what I was going to mention, the tax. That's been going a while but that's a big one you know what i mean like, yeah i mean how does how do you feel about that how does how do you think the the, the uk population feel about that whole thing well uh, me personally i definitely don't agree with that and i think it's quite selfish of them to take all that money yeah like they've got uh, 
more than a tad too much money and land. <laughs> that is one thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah no, nah, that's like, I don't agree with that, obviously. And I've, a lot of people know, like, the Queen does take tax money. A lot of people in England, like, if you talk to anyone, mm-hmm. people know. Sh- yeah, sure. Like, I, I, I get yeah. the impression, though, at least from a lot of, well, at least some people in the UK, that there is a sense of pride, though, in regards to having a queen and being able to say that, you know, long live the queen and that you, you die for the queen. This, this sense of patriotism that oh, I yeah. guess does fulfill some kind of um, human need in order to adorn certain rulers, at least for some of us. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is definitely true. Like, it, there's two sides, really, across the whole yeah. country. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cultures as well in, in London, but all around England, like there's different parts. But there is definitely two sides. So you got you do have your patriots in England. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is definitely true. But then again, you do have the people who are less supportive. And then yeah. like, there's people like me who just like, I'm not too bothered, but I, I do see I've looked into it not too much, but I'm just mm-hmm. I'm aware like I don't agree with the royal family and the way they operate. Well, it's, it's, you know I mean, I'm not too fast. Sure. And I feel like I can't really talk in terms of, I mean, I'm not a patriotic person, but we, regardless if you're in the States or Canada or wherever else you might be, you know, to say yeah, that, yeah. oh, the, the British are silly because they still have a, a ruler. I mean, the reality is that every country in the Western world pays some kind of lip service to rulers. They're politicians, yeah. which have just yeah, yeah. taken on the mantle of these new kings. I mean, the fact that so many of us are paying taxes to what we call a, a, a governmental system, you know, and it's represented by these politicians. But rea- in reality, these guys are rulers and they're supposed to uh, decide what we do, us mere mortals do with our lives. And I think there's been no better example of that o- than over the last few years where they've been saying that they've been doing everything in order to protect us. But fundamentally here in Australia and pretty much o- around the world, they've taken away our freedoms. They've locked us up in our homes. And they've all said, yeah. well, we're doing it for you. It's to keep you safe, which, mm. um, you know, you can make this is the kind of stuff that the kings and rulers the argument they were making not that long ago, that essentially these people are, are here in order to protect us. They have they're the, the whole idea is there's this divine right of kings and that the kings and queens essentially uh, favored by God in order to lead us. Therefore, they are. They're essentially bred in order to uh, to pay. Yeah. Uh, to, to pay forward uh, the human civilization and they're essentially leading us in towards a better society, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, like, uh, that does definitely happen. Like, how you say it, I feel like it's the same thing, but just comparing the queens to the governments. To me personally, it's just the same thing, but just another type of ruler. It's just like the same thing, you know, they say one thing and then when they get there, it's another thing. You get this with the governments, like the, the the mayor of London. You know, we had Boris Johnson a few years ago, and now he's just been government. But really, like, in the long run, it always ends up the same outcome because it's just like it's, it's scripted. That's what a lot of people say, like, you know, they plan it out. and Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's the whole thing. Like, when we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like, mm-hmm. what was it we were saying, like? Uh, I think we were talking, I think I was trying to get an idea of your worldview in terms of, yeah, yeah how you feel about yeah. the, what's really going on in the world, you know, 
And in yeah, fairness, well, like you, you kept on talking about the mechanisms they use to control us, but in terms of what they're actually doing that or how you actually see the world in terms of like what's really going on, um, like your yeah. viewpoint and things like that, we haven't really gotten into because I, I know you subscribe, we subscribe a lot of the same views, right? Like you put me onto a to someone um, that I, like, I hugely respect now, like I've become immersed in his information, Billy Carlson. You're the first person to recommend me to his stuff. And I, I just became like, uh, I, I, you know, like obsessed with uh, his information. And yeah, I think yeah, well, most people within the conscious community that really see what's going on, they understand that there is a, a much bigger picture in regards to what's going on. On, on one realm that we are headed towards a, 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 a totalitarian system, a transhuman yeah. system, you know, where yeah. essentially uh, I, I'm all for technology, but it's going to be used as a way of controlling us. I see this uh, this scenario similar to uh, Ghost in the Shell, which is a TV show I got into where essentially oh, yeah. everyone's hooked up to this virtual reality. Well, what would be the right phrase? Um, like some kind of a augment. What's that thing that Elon Musk is using at the moment? The, uh, the uh, Neuralink. The yeah. Virtual reality. Virtual yeah, reality. some kind of Neuralink system, you know, and people are going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah do this thing voluntarily to begin with but at some point yeah. unless of course you use this thing you're going to be shut out from society in the same no, way no, yeah as what's happened with the uh you know the boom shakalakas as i call them right like the yeah, uh, the no. jabs it's like oh you you can't enter this place you can't do x and y you can't uh, essentially do jack shit unless of course you've taken the magic potion and i feel like yeah. that's probably where we're headed in the realm of technology in the realm, no, realm of neural links and and then there's a, yeah, but they're, they're just my thoughts on it. I don't want to be putting words in your mouth. How, how do you, what, where do you see the future headed towards? And what do you, um, what do you not like about the current trajectory of the world? The thing I don't like is the governments, you know, just like the way, as you say, the, what, what goes, what's going on behind the scenes, as well as like, you know, on the mainstream media, like BBC News, what we got in England here and everything like that, like, I don't agree with that. And as the, the way it's going, as you say, like with the virtual reality, yeah, and I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I, like, yeah. So what specifically about the way it's going that don't you like? I mean, obviously you mentioned the virtual reality in terms of us being uh, coerced to use, you know, technologies, you know, but yeah, we don't necessarily want to. But um, I'm just get, I'm, I'm trying to get you to be like real specific about like aspects of uh, what we see going on, because I feel like a lot of the times people in the community, we speak in general terms like they are trying to control us. They are trying to bring about a new world order. But it's like, what do you mean when you say that? Because they want for one, there's the new world order in terms of what is very clear, like what they call it. Right. Like in terms of the new establishment. But then there's a more kind of conspiratorial idea of the new world order in the sense that there is a, there's a cabal uh, of, of the elite, you know, that are essentially trying to bring about a depopulation program and uh, essentially bring about a great reset, that whole thing. So I just try to be specific with this stuff just to get to the heart yeah. of what people mean. No, I, yeah, and no, I'll hear that. I'll, if I was to be more specific, I would actually point, point that out, you know, the great reset. Like, that is definitely, I would say, like, the main agenda, at least on this earth. And, like, you can see point evidence of that. Like, if you just look in the world, like, you know, the amount of people who have died in the vaccines, like, 
Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what do you mean people have died from the vaccines? I, I don't I don't think anyone's died from the vaccine. Like, what are you talking about here, bro? No, I think... Yeah, what I, you- <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> bro, this is this is going on YouTube. <laughs> don't worry, I'll edit this shit out. <laughs> I know yeah. it's crazy, oh, right? It's, cra- it's like... Specific. Yeah, I, I was, know, I was yeah. trying not to like, say yeah. that, but you know it, it's, You know what? In fairness, bro, it's kind of like, I'm telling oh. you to be specific, but there's so much that we can't talk about because of the the current system, right? And that's the weird thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. you can't afford to be specific because if you are, you find out you get the platform, you know, people like, uh, you know, Alex Jones, yeah, or so forth. So I guess you, there's, there's an art of being specific, but vague at the same time. And I guess that's the tricky thing, you know, I mean, obviously there are, yeah, there are people that are dying from a whole bunch of different things, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. You know, we can't exactly outline what they're dying from unless we, uh, well, yeah, I mean, Unless we like, get a strike where we can't, you know, essentially be on social media and so forth. I definitely wouldn't say, like, I mean, with all things, even medical things, there's there's some errors that happen, like, so I would say there's obviously been some deaths unintentional that have been happening from the vaccines. Mm-hmm. You know, that comes with everything, like, there's always some errors. I mean, a lot of them as well were pushed forwards. And that's literally something we've seen like even mainstream media said like you know they've had to push forward these vaccines in state of emergency and i feel like obviously if you're rushing these things obviously that must be responsible for absolutely you know i'll tell you what i'm going to do is i'm going to put like a part one like a youtube friendly version like the part that what we just did and then i'll have a more extended version where i'll be able to add us speaking openly about what's going on so Oh, yeah. I feel like I can actually speak freely. So obviously there are people and it's unequivocal. I mean, even the mainstream audio, mainstream um, scientific community establishment acknowledge that, yes, there are some certain adverse reactions to the vaccine. And yes, some of those mm. adverse reactions, this is what they don't tell you. They're fatal. You know, people die shortly after. Like if someone has yeah. an adverse reaction, like a heart condition, like myocarditis, which is acknowledged by everyone. Right. And then later on, they die from myocarditis. Like we say, fair enough. They died from that heart issue, but they still don't acknowledge it as the vaccine causing their illness, which it actually did. So without a shadow of a doubt, these vaccines are obviously killing people. But it's, I guess, the point that they, to the seal man, the position of the, the establishment, it's very, very minor. And it's, it's, it's a rarity that happens when the reality is that it's not. I mean, from a, from a very clear point, the vaccines that we've seen recently, the COVID vaccines have been the most dangerous vaccines that we've ever seen based on the oh, yeah. stats that we've had over the last 30 years of the history of vaccines. We've seen yeah. more deaths in the last couple of years than we've seen in all of the history. And this is based off of the, uh, the reporting uh, system that we use bears. And a lot of people say they have issues with this, but they don't highlight the fact that it's actually very difficult to, uh, to make a case to actually have one of these recorded deaths, adverse reactions added to this list. And that combined with the many, many experiences, firsthand experiences I, I've, I've had with people that have had these adverse reactions that have re- shortly died from this thing. Like you, you hear these stories all the time. They just don't paste this on the mainstream oh, media. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I, I don't, I don't want to go blue in the face, but I, I know you're aware of this. Obviously people are dying from the yeah, vaccines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is like, mm. See, see, I, I don't believe in coincidences. Like, I believe everything just happens for a reason. Sure. I don't have to know what that reason is, but I don't think there's just something that just happens. But anyway, 
one in relation to what you were saying about a lot of people dying, I, mm. I'm always seeing these stories of young athletes dying. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of athletes who've obviously like big time made it in their sports and they've had to take the vaccine. Otherwise, Absolutely. you know, they, they didn't have their career, put it that way. Yeah. If they didn't. And all of a sudden we're seeing a whole lot of young athletes just dying of heart attack and things Absolutely. like that. That's just one example. There's yeah. many. And but it's obviously not COVID, you know, I mean, in terms of, and look, this is where people can probably still try to pick at that and say, oh, no, they're not dying because it's not reported in the mainstream media. One thing we've all been seeing is people dropping onto the fields over the last couple of years. The amount of people, athletes, so these are athletic people that have been dropping down on these fields has yeah. gone from a few, just a couple of few years ago, right? This is before COVID and recorded. It's been over 800 that we've seen. Now, the idea of people saying that this is all coincidence, people know what's up. There's no person with an IQ over 70 that thinks that this isn't related to something that's happened recently, like the vaccines. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? They're, they're, they're dropping down because of COVID. They were suddenly all right, healthy, no symptoms of the flu. And then suddenly they're just dropping down. It's an absolute joke, just how insane what is going on is, right? But the, but, but the, some crazy reason people are still, it's like the, what's that book? Um, the emperor has no clothes. Everyone is pretending that the emperor is wearing shit when the truth is the emperor is not wearing jack shit. And we can all see the elephant in the room right now. Yeah. But we're still, and what, this thing is so many people are still choosing to get jabbed. And this, I mean, this yeah, is the no. most, this is the biggest, most frustrating thing to me. The fact that it's two years into this thing, right? <laughs> And we've yeah. seen openly that they're not, these vaccines are not restricting transmission. I mean, people are still getting infected. This is openly acknowledged by the, the CDC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and no, they, literally. Yeah, and people are still having adverse reactions, dying from this vaccine, but they're still mandating this shit, which is outside of all of the science is an absolute unethical thing to do. It violates the Nuremberg Code, any kind of experimental vaccine, any, any, any kind of medical procedure for that matter, should require yeah. consent, uh, informed consent at that. But they just ignored this. And they said, because it's a public health and safety measure, that it's not a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which is like saying one plus one is equal to two, because the Nuremberg Code has nothing to do with public safety measures. It has to do with consent. You either agree to something, you're made aware of what you're agreeing to, or you're not. For someone to yeah. force you to do it and say they're doing it for your own good, uh. completely debases the whole concept of consent and the Nuremberg Code. So it's like yeah, people are speaking this weird it. language right now, right? Where they're just denying reality, denying law, and pretending that everything is fine. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like, mm -hmm. I feel a lot of people, based on my experiences, like, there's a lot of people who know something's going on, but they're just taking it. Uh, what two reasons I would say is like, just to get through life. For instance, like, you see all these travel restrictions. I personally know a few people who didn't agree or disagree. Like they didn't, hadn't looked into it, but because of all these travel restrictions, I know, literally know some people who've taken it just for that reason. And the, the other, the other thing is that fear. That's the other reason. Like you see, obviously if you're young, let's say like you're just growing up, I don't know, like there's a lot of 18 year olds, for instance, yeah, yeah. Who like if their parents are taking it and they might not feel they have a choice or they might not have a choice if they don't actually say something back 
or like give some sort of resistance. You know what I mean? Sure. I feel like those are there's a lot of people who wouldn't have taken it if it weren't for those two reasons. Yeah. Like there's not as many people who genuinely believe like the vaccine is there as a means of actually there to heal us. Yeah, it's been the coercion or make us less sick. Sure. So what's your situation been like? I mean, I, I don't want to presume I know what, you know, what your vaccine status, but I, you know, I, I kind of suspect. Yeah. 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 But um, I mean, did, did you experience any kind of coercion? Like, did you feel as if you had to? Because I, I presume you work in a field where I, you mentioned you're an ele- electrician, right? Is that something yeah, that yeah. the government mandated you that area uh, people had to be vaccinated for? Well, literally, like, Building sites, so I remember at the beginning of all this COVID cojones, mm. we had to, we never stopped working, literally. We just continued working the site because we, we, I don't know if you have it there, but we've got key workers. Did you gotcha. ever have that thing? Key yeah. workers. Yeah. So we, I think we, we called them, I think we had another name for them, but yeah, we had people that were uh, more important. Yeah. Like in terms of like they had to, had to work essential workers essential workers that's the things that's like the, that yeah yeah, yeah. now we, we just continued working on site literally for me personally because i'm doing a, i'm with another company like it's a bit different so the first lockdown i was furloughed but then from the second one onwards just worked throughout literally just, just when you normal. say furloughed i'm not familiar with that i presume that's a uk thing Right, like when you oh, say, yeah. oh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll so you guys got some that, kind yeah. of, so, oh, you get, you get some, some kind of support, I presume, from the government, yeah, yeah. No, literally, gotcha. we just got, we, they just pay us our wage. That yeah, that happened to, that but, happened to us here, here as well, you know. But I yeah. still took it upon myself to, uh, to go out and uh, work and like uh, do things outside of the curfew because, you know, yeah. I don't believe in any kind of government mandates that are un- unjust. But I think you guys definitely had it a lot worse than the UK, like. I do not remember. We never had any curfews. Literally, yeah. like, well, I remember this is Melbourne. there were a lot of shops that were closed. But sure. from what I'm seeing in Australia, like, and other places like China, I want to get to that bit. But especially Australia, like, you yeah. guys, I don't know how, man. Like, yeah, you, we you, had it hardcover. I take my hats off to you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we became truly the, the convict country. I mean, they literally, we yeah. had police officers that would uh, appear at people's doorsteps because people reported them for uh, for stepping outside of their their, their home during curfew and things like that we we had people mm. that were being beaten down in my suburb there was a girl that was wow. essentially strangled pulled to the ground because she wouldn't wear a mask and she had an exemption oh i, I would have loved to have seen that police officer to try that shit on me i would have gone down i would have died for it. i would have beaten the shit out of that guy if he tried to do that the fact no, that there course. are so many people that just blind and i get it because you see it's presented in the news that if you don't obey these restrictions you'll end up in jail and so forth but what we've actually found is that the people that stood stood their ground right granted they may have been arrested and so forth they may have been threatened with fines and so forth um when push came to shove even the the video footage we saw of it there's this mother that was uh, uh that ha- where it was approached by police officers because she uh was involved in some kind of a, a protest to go and actually posted this on Facebook about going to protest and police officers came to her doorstep and said that she was violating the law because she was inciting a protest during lockdowns. Right. And they wanted wow. to take, and they, they got her to, you know, so essentially they, they try to present this argument that there's the wrong thing to do on public TV. What turns out is that this, this lady actually uh, got the whole thing dismissed 
And everyone else that decided to see this through, like that didn't go to, that didn't pay their fines, right? Yeah. To my, to my knowledge, they never had to. All you had to do was challenge this stuff. Monica Smith, she was a, a, a prominent activist throughout this whole thing that was speaking out against the lockdowns, arranging these protests. She was, uh, they, they basically took her to jail. You know, they, they were supposed to go to court and try to get her to, uh, to, to, to pay or go to jail for a certain yeah. amount of time. And yeah. all of her yeah. lawyers were telling her just to plea, plea. But because she stood up against this and didn't, eventually they, they let it go. Because what's come to pass now is that the, the government has come out to announce that, look, it's not in the best interest for them to pursue this issue. But in my opinion, these were all tactics to coerce people to comply because fundamentally there is no lawful basis for any of this shit. Now, granted, oh, they may course. have even written in the books that, look, they're allowed to. They've come up with some state of emergency act like there. There was a change that was made to the, bi to the Constitution. It's all, called a Biosecurity Act that came into place in 2015. That is supposed to allow them to do all this crazy shit. But even that was not being adhered to. They were, they were completely ignoring all the provisions that were made within that, even though that yeah. provision is unlawful. But the point is that if people actually challenged any of this stuff and they saw, saw it to the end, people like Monica Smith, she was uh, she was let go. Um, and oh, definitely. Yeah, because they had no basis for it. It's all a bluff as such, a bluff in the fact that when it comes to push, like they don't have the ability to uh, to enforce all of this stuff particularly if everyone else is saying they're not going to go ahead with this. And unfortunately, yeah. most people just uh, just gave in and agreed to all of these uh, ridiculous impositions and their liberty. Well, it's, it's sad, but that's just the reality. Like they just, they use all this law language and it's all, it's all being pushed by fear, literally. Like Absolutely. that's how they get people to yeah. agree to things. Like you would, people would never normally under fair circumstances agree to mm. any of this. So it's, it's, it's all just yeah, a game absolutely. to them, to the people. Did, did you hear about the report? There basically was a, a situation in the United States where uh, people that were in service, right, to the armed forces, they were given um, actual informed consent, like a, some kind of a figure actually explained to them all of the risks, pros and cons of the vaccine. Gave them like okay. an objective, objective assessment of the vaccines. And after this, there was only one out of a, a group of like, I want to say like many people, right? I can't remember the actual figure, but a, a huge amount of people yeah. that agreed yeah. to taking the vaccine. And yeah, that yeah. just that one person needed to like get a head check because the vast amount of people, when they're made aware of the risks, like what yeah. they're actually dealing with, they realize that this is absolutely insane. And mm. people were oh, just totally. not made aware of the the inherent risks of this vaccine or the, the threat of COVID, you know, I mean, there's still oh, a big debate, you know, amongst many of us as to what this thing actually is, but unequivocally, yeah. uh, I think it's fair to say that there, this poses no risk to, uh, to the vast majority of us, like people like you and I that are uh, young and fit. We, the, the idea of us dying from any kind of flu, any kind of um, disease like that is just so minuscule that it would be insane for any government to be recommending us taking an experimental vaccine but they won't of course they won't state that will they there was something in relation to what you were saying before like how they how the especially people in law and the government they always get people to bluff like mm -hmm. there was an example so something i know like from actual i know the person who it happened to it's mm -hmm. not related to covid but it was so clear what they were doing so basically there's this woman on my course and her son is in school and he's black 
and the teachers are just like just giving him a hard time mm-hmm. and they you know like you know what it's like with black people in schools especially kids these days like long story short what's what's going on is like they're just trying looking for any excuse to get him kicked out and they're just like not treating him just good like the other children but essentially that the whole school and the council they're trying to take her to court and everything and she's literally she's doing the complete opposite of what they want her to do like she's just not giving in they're making all these threats like she's told us all the details in this. so she wouldn't that, take the jab she wouldn't go with no, any no, of the, mandates. Not to do the jab yeah but it's they're using like, that as yeah as an excuse i'm imagining in order to uh to kick her out am i mistaken no, no. no? they did it was nothing to do with the jab but it's just like the school and the council were trying to take her to court for having like a bad child or some just some nonsense Oh, so this is completely unrelated to the lockdowns or anything like that. This is just like you're saying this is a racial issue. Like they simply wanted to to keep her out of the school because of her background, because of her upbringing. Because they're basically like mistreating her son because he's black. All right. So how are they mistreating the son? Like I'm all about the specifics with this stuff. Like because it's such an amorphous thing when you say someone is um, mistreating him. Well, we got 10 minutes now, so we'll wind this thing down. But what exactly was happening? For what? From what she's told us. Yeah, sure. Just, oh, fuck. I've got we, we, we don't have to go into it if, you, if it's something you can't talk about, but my, my whole feeling is whenever people speak about someone being mistreated because of racism, it's one of these things that is very difficult to pinpoint. Like racism is more is a spectrum issue. Unless someone like, like goes up to you and says, I don't want to hire you because of your race or... Um, you know, which is discrimination, right? Or, but for someone to to make the accusation of racism, it's more often than not a very subjective thing because it's hard. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. So when someone is saying that you're being racist, a lot of the times I'm like, well, how are they being racist? It's kind of like because a lot of people feel as if it's racist, but it's it's difficult for them to pinpoint how the racism was in effect. Like if someone, for instance, doesn't hire you, right? Like a lot of people are, oh, it's because they're racist, you know, when in actual fact, fact they thought that you weren't qualified enough, you know, but there's some people who make the, uh, yeah, but they just assumed I wasn't qualified because of my skin color. And I always want to be specific about what it was, because I'm sure they'd be making the argument it had nothing to do with racism, right? Who, what, the laws? Yeah, like the people that are trying to kick this, uh, this is, it, is it a woman out of, um, out of the school? Uh, her son, oh, her son her out son. of the school, yeah. They'd yeah, be, yeah. Obviously, they're not going to say they're kicking the son out because... They're racist. They're going to say, well, it's because this, this guy has been misbehaving. Yeah, I don't have specifics, exact specifics. Yeah. But from what she was saying, like, they would just look for any excuse, just to, just the slightest thing, and just things that would aggravate kids. That's what she was saying. But she didn't go into specifics. But what she was saying mm-hmm. is that, like, she was getting letters in the post from the council and just all these things, like, just trying to get her to uh, like to plea essentially yeah well that's uh, and that's how i would sure. say like that related to what we was going on like what they're doing with the covid situation 100 yeah, oh, that's these are the tactics that any kind of establishment uses like coercion intimidation that kind of stuff their motive as to why they're doing it though that's what is at question here because 
unequivocally what's happening with the vaccines, all that stuff. That's being pushed because pharmaceutical companies have an interest in pushing their product. You know, the CDC is basically a vaccine company. The World Health Organization is funded primarily by vaccine companies. So it's a situation where they are applying government. I mean, imagine a situation where I have a company, I produce something, right? And I just mandate it. I get the government to mandate that everyone gets to, uh, to buy my product, right? So rather than trying to compete in the free market, and you know, try to promote this in a way where people want to buy it. I just say, well, if you if you don't get this, you can't enter public venues, you can't go on flights. That's what these companies are doing, and governments are essentially coercing people in order to take these vaccines. To apply yeah. this to the situation with the schools, essentially, the schools for whatever reason they want to kick this this student out, right? And therefore, they're they're applying pressure and so forth. Now, my question still remains, though, that like, is is what's the reason they want to kick this kid out? Is he a bad? influence on the students like you're obviously you're telling me that the the the, from what you know it had to do with race but it's always tricky to pinpoint exactly whether or not it is a racial issue because this is the this is the the trouble area it's like when something is a racial thing it's very hard to pinpoint like i could say that anytime i didn't get on this reality tv show oh they were racist they just didn't want black people oh i didn't get hired for a job oh it's racist but is it yeah I mean, with the vaccine thing, it's clear cut. That's obvious that these vaccine companies are trying to push their thing. But when it comes to why they're kicking a kid out of school, um, I don't know the facts in regards to this thing. So from where I'm coming from, I, I'm just like, like I, I need to know like the facts, you know? Yeah, no, that wasn't, that's not something I know too much. It's just someone, she was just briefly went on about it. I just remember one time. Yeah. But is the racial thing something yeah. that you've dealt with a lot growing up in the UK? Like how big is it there? race and discrimination and things like that does that affect has that affected yeah. you i mean uh, that's definitely a thing it has not affected me not too much mm. like i've grown up in the in the suburbs in the outskirts of london so based on from where i've grown up it's it's been there like it's definitely there but it's not it's nowhere near as bad as other areas it's it, it's in another form because like it definitely has not hindered me in life. I would be honest and say that. Like, mm-hmm. if you go to other areas in London, like rough areas where, you know, you get all these. There's all. There's all sorts of like ways at which you're just disadvantaged in certain areas if you're black in London. Like in what ways? I'd have to come back to you on that. Yeah, that's fair that's enough. Because a... yeah, because if I could, add, I feel like there are two types of types one. of racism. There's the yin and then there's the yang. Like the there, there's one form. This is like the, this is the feminine, what I call yin, right? That is not as direct. It's very kind of like subtle. Like people may not like you, you know, because they see you as different. Yeah. They see you as a threat, right? That's not something in you my... can put your finger on. So they may not want to hire you or spend time with you, right? That's the kind of racism yeah, yeah, yeah. that we tend to deal with more yeah. so if it, if it is a thing. But the kind of racism where people come up to you and beat the shit out of you because they say, you know, yo, I, I don't like the girl of your sin, you blackie. That kind of shit you used to see in the, in the South, you know, you've seen these, uh, you know, a long time ago. That stuff does not happen as I don't think it really, I haven't experienced it in, in all my life, you know, and I've been around for a while and I don't believe yeah. it happens anywhere the way it used to it's more indirect so it's something once again that's very hard to pinpoint but 
I think it's important not to get caught up into the mindset of thinking that this is like when something bad happens to you, it's on account of um, your, your, your race and so, like this victim mentality. Like I, I think that I've actually benefited personally by being black. If anything, people make positive assumptions like about me, like, oh, I must be a good dancer. I must have a big dick. I must be uh, all this kind of stuff, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, anything to do with the negative kind of things, I see, I look at perceiving myself in a positive way because that attitude allows people to gravitate towards me. And I think it benefits me. Like, I think a lot yeah. of reality has to do with the, the frame, the context in which you view yourself in reality. And when you kind of look yeah. at yourself as positive, like people looking at you in a positive way, people will often, this is a psychological thing. It's, it's something that you see in mentalism. People will perceive you in the way that you assume they are going to perceive you. At least that will influence that. Oh, yeah. But if you enter true. a situation yeah. being like, oh, man, they don't like me because I'm black, they'll start subconsciously treating you that way. No, of course. Like, I can't disagree with that. Like, as soon as you assume something, like, that's proof of, like, you know, the mind is the most powerful thing. Like, yeah. That's a lot. I don't think a lot of people understand that. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's not going to solve everyone's issues at an instant. Like, it sure. takes practice. But I, I did want to say before, mm-hmm. in my life, I would say it's more of the, was it the yin or the yin. yang? Like, yeah, the more the indirect. Yeah, the sure. more indirect racism. It's, it's nothing too much to deal with. Like, yeah, it's just because where I live, there's a lot of rich, posh people. And sure. like, you know what it's like? I don't even care in the slightest. Like mm. I just go about my business. But there's a lot, I feel there's a lot of judgment. I, I say it's a bit of judgment and curiosity. Mm. And that that affects a lot of people who come here. But in the other side, the Yan, like there is a lot of police brutality. That is something that does happen in London. Like if you're black, mm. you and, think it's disproportionate. So the black people receive more of the police punishment than oh, of course. Like yeah. you'll you'll get stopped if you're driving a car. Like there's all sorts of tricks and things the police play. Sure, like they'll come up with any excuse to pull you over. To like there is uh, that definitely does happen. Sure. If you're well, black, let's let's wind know, things down. 100%. I don't want to be cut off by uh, Zoom now. Yeah, I just decided to do this one hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, shut down let's on get this meetings, right this but, time. bro. Um, this was a juicy conversation, man. And I, yeah, I well, thank you for coming on here to have this. Uh, conversation with me we we touched on a whole bunch of things i'm going to break this up into two parts people obviously need to tune on to odyssey a a free platform if they want to hear uh, us talk about more controversial issues but ryan carter you are you are a conscious individual it's been a pleasure having you on this uh this podcast and uh yeah i look forward to to doing this again at some point with you peace my brother signing out until next time of course man take care man take care peace Like this notion of liberty, for example. What is liberty? And I think that concept of the will is very important. What the? Who says you can't build muscle on a vegan diet? What's it like being a, a hottie in the vegan community? Bitcoin will not work as digital gold. Engineering, technology, 
these arts of humanity, they are magic. Everyone deserves the same uh, uh, chance, the same treatment, the same respect.